welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. this topic. This has been really my greatest work lately is working on energy and vibration. So this episode is all about raising your vibration and working through limiting beliefs. So everything is energy. Everything is energy. The way we show up for ourselves and others, the beliefs we have, the stories we have about ourselves, all create our reality. So it all creates our reality, everything from the inside out. As I, so my personal journey, as I've stepped further into my purpose as a yoga teacher, as a facilitator, as a space holder, I've continuously been faced with my own limiting beliefs and stories that have really kept me safe and comfortable. So as I learn about my blind spots, as I do this work, I shed the layers and look inward amazing things have been happening, magical things have been happening in my life. They've been unfolding and I continue to experience what I'm capable of and in ways that I used to not believe was possible. So it happens in my life, my personal life, my yoga business, all the things. So part of this has to do with actively and consciously by choice raising my vibration and energetic frequency to expand into my next layer of self and what I'm capable of. So really I look at this as continuing to expand in into my truest, highest self while shedding old beliefs and stories that won't allow me to grow and expand. So I fully believe that business is spiritual. Growing a yoga business and teaching yoga brings up a lot of insecurities, which allows us the opportunity to really work through our stories, to work through these beliefs, and then to grow into our next level and layer of self. I say this all the time in my 200-hour teacher training programs that learning to teach yoga, learning how to teach yoga is really one of the greatest growing experiences because it truly is not about learning about the yoga pose. Sure, you do need to understand the alignment and the posture and how to get someone into it safely and to cue it and all of that. That's a huge part of it. But the real work is when your doubts, your fears, your insecurities all start to rise up to the surface about being a teacher, about stepping into this new identity. Because before you became a yoga teacher, you did not see yourself as a yoga teacher. So we have to learn and shift into this new identity of who we think and see ourselves as. So beliefs like I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, I'll never be as good as my teacher, what if they don't like me, what if I mess up, what if I fail, and the list goes on. And then again, we're faced with our limiting beliefs and stories we tell ourselves when we're out in the world. So this is now after teacher training, you're out in the world teaching or trying to actually grow a yoga business, grow your income as a teacher. And maybe it's the same stories that come up, but most likely you'll bump up against new stories because you're stepping into new territory. So you're walking into new space, which means new things are going to arise up to the surface. 
So some new beliefs may rise up to the surface that you've never experienced before or that you are aware of because you've been believing them or feeling and thinking them your entire life. We want to continue to being faced with our doubts and hopefully consciously continue to do the work to work through them and to shed them and then you step into this next level, this next layer. What is a limiting belief? This is a big conversation, and so I'm just going to touch on it a little bit. So a limiting belief is a state of mind or belief that you think and feel is true that limits you in some way. So it could be about you, your interactions with other people or with the world and how it works. So I'll say that again. A limiting belief is a state of mind or belief that you think and feel is true and limits you in some way. So it could be about you, your interactions with other people, or your view on how the world works. And they can affect and control the way we show up, the way we feel, the way we live. They hold you back from really expanding into your highest potential. They keep you from trying something new. They can keep you stuck in a negative thought pattern and focused only on what you don't like about yourself or your life. And ultimately, it keeps you from living a life that you genuinely love and desire, which to me, that feeling of not loving my life is the worst feeling and experience. So where do these beliefs and stories come from? Well, typically they're going to come from your childhood and society and the way that your parents think and we pick up their beliefs and their stories and we take them on as our own or really who you're surrounding yourself with. They can also be created based on a past experience. So you might have had this past experience and something happened in this one moment and then it completely shifted the way you view yourself. So then you take this past experience with you for the rest of your life and you believe that this thing is true. Okay, so one of my examples personally is this deep rooted belief that I carried around most of my life really up until about five years ago from childhood all the way through becoming a yoga teacher. And that was, I carried this belief that I was so shy. I was the shy person and I really was painfully shy as a kid, as a teen, as a young adult, like so extremely shy. So I carried this belief and this story around that I'm shy and that I don't like public speaking and I don't speak well publicly. And because I believe this to be true, I avoided anything that involved public speaking or speaking to large groups and crowds. So even at family gatherings, I stayed quiet, I preferred to hide, I didn't want to talk, I didn't want to engage with people. I did better one-on-one, -on -one, but even that terrified me. So my family all saw me as shy, my teachers at school all saw me as shy, everyone knew me as this shy person, and I would hear things like from my mom telling family and friends how shy I was. It just, all of that kept reaffirming this belief about myself that I'm shy. That only strengthened my belief and story about it. So I carried this around for so long, and then when I turned 21 and I decided to go through my first 200-hour teacher training, I was absolutely terrified at the thought of teaching yoga. Why? Well, because my deep-rooted belief about public speaking and being shy was right there with me. 
and that was my greatest fear. So it caused me a ton of anxiety and stress and I remember crying often because I was so scared that I was actually going to this teacher training and at this point I began diving into self-reflection and self-awareness work and I just remember thinking like I can't be shy and become a yoga teacher. Like you can't be both. So I remember saying that to myself on the flight to New York City and I thought to myself, hmm, no one in this teacher training, like I don't know anyone, I've never met anyone here. So no one actually knows that I'm shy. No one knows that I'm scared to public speak. No one knows me as that person. So I can actually show up any way I want to and really fake it till I make it. So I committed and promised myself that I was going to show up and be the outgoing person. I was going to show up and raise my hand when they asked us who wanted to volunteer and practice teach. I would raise my hand and get up in front of the group to teach and that was terrifying. But I, I knew that I needed to step into something new to create something new, right? When I wanted to hide, I would raise my hand. And really I promised myself that I would just do the exact opposite of what my natural tendency was. So when I didn't wanna to talk to someone or engage in a group, then I would intentionally go up to someone or a group of people and begin a conversation. So I completely had to reprogram these patterns of and actions of how I was showing up. And I did that, like I committed and I really did do that for an entire month in teacher training. It was amazing, it was hard and then it was awesome. And I remember everyone else in my teacher training group always saying to me that they wished that they were more like me, that they wished they had more confidence, that they wished that they were able to raise their hand but they were too afraid. And I just kept telling them, I was like, you guys, like, I'm actually faking this. <laughs> like, I'm actually a shy person. This is hard. I'm, I'm pretending. I'm faking it. And I don't really think anyone believed me, um, which is fine, right? But it was a really, really good experience for me because it taught me so much. And this is why I'm such a huge believer in the fake it till you make it. Because I went an entire month in that experience in that YTT uh, faking it. But by the end of the month, I started to believe it because I started to embody it. I started to step into this new identity and started to see myself in a different way because I became it. And at first it didn't feel good or right. It felt completely uncomfortable and terrifying. So like I said, my sense of self and my identity had shifted and changed drastically. I had to do and to be and to show up in a different way and a different energy shifted me into believing that I wasn't shy, that I was actually outgoing, that I was a good teacher, that I could teach publicly, that I could lead crowds. Uh, it wasn't just like a switch like that, but it started to change my beliefs. So like I said, now granted it took a lot more time and many years to truly shift this belief in myself fully to the point where today, now, I no longer see myself as a shy person at all. So I still get butterflies, I still have fear, I still get nervous when I speak or lead large groups, but 
today, now, I really do see myself as a speaker, as a leader, a good communicator, a good interviewer, a podcast host, right? All these things that I would never have believed I would be doing today. I believe that my voice, I have a strong voice and my voice matters and it deserves to be heard and it helps to impact the world. So all these things that I used to not believe about myself. To this day, people in my life that knew me back then are amazed because they saw me as that shy person. And then people that only know me today can't really believe that I was like that every time I tell that story. And I'm so grateful that I did work through all that because now I've had these amazing experiences of teaching huge yoga events. Over 120 people were like, oh my goodness, I would have wanted to throw up at that thought years ago. Or speaking on stage, I've done a few different speaking events. Um, now having a podcast, doing these Facebook Lives. But every single time I did one of these new things, it was terrifying. Again, that's not to say there's not gonna be fear. I feel fear every single time I do something new or show up in this way. But I just know that the fear comes with it and it's okay and I can, I can step into it. So I share that only because I know how scary and challenging it is to shift into a new sense of self. I share this story because it's one of the most common things I really do hear from yoga teachers who never even end up teaching or trying to teach because their fear of being seen, of public speaking, their belief keeps them stuck. So they never even go for it because they're completely attached to their story that they tell themselves, right? The belief might be, I'm not good enough to be a yoga teacher or any of the other beliefs that I listed earlier. I promise you that it's more than possible to step into your next layer and level of yourself as you shed your old patterns and way of being the way you've been showing up. So every single day, we really do have a new opportunity to shift, to pivot, to choose differently, to expand, to try something new, to show up in a different energetic space and be in and live in a different vibrational frequency. But it does take being like really, really mindful, aware and conscious, and you have to consciously choose to do this work and to look at yourself in a whole new way. You have to actually show up differently for yourself. That takes us into talking more about limiting beliefs in the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind runs your life and your thoughts. And if you don't actively choose and work through these beliefs, you won't shift, grow and expand into your next level and layer of yourself, no matter how much you want it. So you'll end up repeating the same patterns and cycles. So your subconscious mind is where your beliefs are stored, your previous experiences, your memories, your skills. Every time you have an idea or an emotion, a memory or an image from the past, this is the subconscious mind communicating to your conscious mind. The things you tell yourself are all actually made up. Like, can we just take that in for a minute? The things you tell yourself aren't even real. They're actually just made up. And they're stories that we've taken in as the truth, that we believe to be the truth, and most likely have believed to be your truth your entire life. But just like yoga teaches us, we are not our thoughts, and you actually do have the power to choose your thoughts and beliefs. Hey, yoga teacher. So we all know it's been a really chaotic, crazy, and challenging time for everyone. 
and the world needs you now more than ever. I'd love for you to join me in my upcoming online trauma-informed yoga teacher training, February 20th and 21st. I believe every yoga teacher should have an understanding of trauma and how it impacts the mind and body. Every single person has experienced some form of trauma in their life, which means your students show up to yoga knowingly or unknowingly with trauma, PTSD, and chronic stress. Understanding how to teach yoga with a trauma-informed lens can only help you better serve your students, your clients, and your community. This training is held online, which means you can join in from anywhere in the world from the comfort of your own home. Register and secure your spot on my website at taylorrayyoga.com. Now, back to the episode. If you're not your thoughts or your fears or your insecurities or your beliefs, then who are you? So what is underneath all of that? What's underneath all these stories that you tell yourself? Are you showing up as who you really are and who you want to be? So again, we have this choice to decide how we want to show up. So are you actually choosing it or are you just showing up the way that you've always done and known without even thinking about it or being aware? So who you are really underneath all of that, underneath the stories, the beliefs, insecurities, fears, doubts, who you are is really just energy. You are love, you are light, you're a a limitless magical being who can create and do anything and you can show up in any way you choose to. The limitations you experience in your life today are really just limitations that you've created and placed on yourself. And I know that that's kind of like, whoa, right? But it's actually really true because If we have the power to change, to shift, to grow any moment, then you really can create anything, but you do have to work through and actually shift your subconscious mind to believe you can be this next version of yourself. All right, so for example, some beliefs that I've been working through lately, limiting beliefs and stories that I've been trying to shift, to pivot, to work through, in my personal life and my business, my yoga business, that have really been coming up to the surface as I step into new experiences. So let's just say, for example, let's talk about how I'm growing my yoga business. This year, I have really big goals and visions for my business, and I've realized that I have to step out of myself. Like I have to like remove myself and my fears and my doubts out of the way to really let this vision birth into life, into reality, and be created. Because if my fears, which they do stop me frequently, but if I let them, then this, this idea, this reality won't be able to be created. Some beliefs I've had are I have to work more hours and work harder to grow my business and income. So that's just a belief. That's not actually true. Like I can grow my business by working less, actually. I can hire someone to help me and then I can have more time with my own, right? So there are a lot of ways that we can do something. We just have to look differently and look at it different. So another one is can I really handle the responsibility of running a six-figure business? Or who am I to run a six-figure business? Am I capable? Am I smart enough? Another one, I don't know enough to have a team helping me run my business. Or I'm not organized enough. The big one I've been working through is this belief and story of just enough. 
If I have just enough money, I'll be okay. If I have just enough people join my training, I can run it. If I have just enough time to get everything done that's needed, then it's okay. Realizing that that belief right there comes from my childhood and I picked it up from my mom, right? So she might not have said those words specifically, but I, I from witnessing and watching, right? So that's where I learned that belief. And then now today I realize that's not mine and I can create anything new and different. Another one, I wanna create and launch a 200 hour online teacher training. A lot of fears and beliefs and stories are coming up to the surface. Like, I don't know enough people to launch an online YTT. I've never done it before. Who am I to have one? There are already so many online teacher trainings, right? All these stories that I could believe and then it'd hold me back. Or I can just like, oh, that's just, that's just a thought. I don't have to attach to it. The list goes on. The list goes on. These are all thoughts that I've pretty much regularly They've prevented me from doing new things or from feeling like I have the ability to grow. So to shift your limiting beliefs and stories that you've been carrying around, you need to tap into and rewire your subconscious minds. So like I said, to shift your limiting beliefs and your stories that you've held on to most of your life, you've been carrying around with you that have been holding you back. You need to tap into and rewire the subconscious mind. Raise your vibration and your energetic frequency that you are living in. To get something new, we have to do something new, right? So first, you have to become really aware of your limiting beliefs and your stories. So taking a minute to notice and to check in if you're feeling a strong pull and desire to change something in your life or attract something new into your life. Maybe that's to teach yoga full-time, or maybe you wanna start teaching, you're a brand new teacher, maybe you're still in, in YTT. Maybe it's to raise your rates in your private yoga business, or you wanna start teaching yoga online. Launch a new brand or business, a training, a program, or grow your income to a certain amount. Or maybe it's outside of your business, your yoga business, and you wanna attract new love into your life, a partnership. So really taking a minute to ask yourself, well, what am I even wanting to bring into my life? What do I wanna change or call into my life? You'll have a strong pull, a strong desire to bring this thing in. And most likely, I'm sure you've been daydreaming, wishing, hoping, thinking, and wanting to bring this, this thing into your life for a while now if it's coming up for you. So if something's popping up that we wanna draw in, we wanna attract in, most likely it's been tapping you on the shoulder, it's been inside of you for a while already, right? Now, when you think about this thing, look at what thoughts, beliefs, and what kind of resistance comes up around this for you. So when you think about what you wanna bring into your life, and then what thoughts, what beliefs, stories, and resistance comes up around this. So again, I'm coming back to just one of my examples. This is just one of them, and I'm talking about this since this is a yoga teacher podcast, and a lot of teachers are growing their business and growing their confidence and all of that. So for my example, I am growing my business beyond six figures this year, and I hope you kind of caught that. I don't, I'm not saying I want to grow my business beyond six figures this year. 
wanting to create this this feeling, this belief of being separate, this thing that's out there that I want to bring in here. But I am. I'm growing my business beyond six figures this year. Like this is happening. It's already happened. It's just that the actual more tangible things will need to manifest and unfold. Initially, before I believed I could actually do this, I had a ton of thoughts come in like, you aren't smart enough. You aren't capable enough. You aren't organized enough. Um, You don't know enough people. People are going to judge you for it. It's not spiritual to have a lot of money. You won't be able to maintain it, to sustain it, and to grow it. What if it fails? Will you be able to handle that amount of money, right? So, oh my gosh, another one. It's going to be a ton of work. You're going to have to work more and harder than you've ever worked in your life. So the list goes on and on, but those are all just stories. They're not real. They're not true at all. And I have believed them at times for sure. And I still have them pop up and then I have to recognize it. Again, thinking about what comes up for you when you think about what you're drawing into your life, what you want in your life around your goal, your vision, or your dream. Your reality right now, today, is a projection of your subconscious minds. So if you look at your current reality, it will give you clues about your limiting beliefs because most of the time it's hard to to see your own blind spots and you have to really get good at becoming an observer of your mind, which is great because what is that? That's exactly what yoga teaches us, to become an observer of our mind, of our thoughts, to not attach to thoughts because thoughts aren't actually real, they're not true, they just you can just let it float by. So first you become clear on what you want to create and then you get clear on your story and your belief around it and recognize that you cannot operate and create something new while still holding on to beliefs from your past. So I'm gonna say that again. You cannot operate and create something new while still holding on to beliefs from your past. If everything is stored in your subconscious mind and you're operating and trying to create from that space, from your past and the way that you view yourself, nothing is actually going to shift. Sure, you might manifest something into your life that you want, but it might not stay. It might not stick or you might draw it in and it shows up, but then you kind of freak out and panic and do something to kind of self-sabotage and then it goes away. You kind of go back to where you were, which creates this cycling effect, right? Because you haven't fully stepped into your new identity and who you believe you are and what you're capable of. So if your thoughts, feelings, and actions are not in line with your goals, with your vision and your desires, you most likely won't be attracting what it is you want into your life and you need to show up and be that version of yourself for it, for that desire, for that vision, for that goal to show up. So how do we expand into our next level and layer of self and the identity of who and what we want to bring into our life? 
So if you know me, you know that I'm a huge believer in visualization and manifestation. I've been using these practices for 16 years now. And more recently, I've begun tapping into deeper experiences and ways of manifesting. So I've been starting to play more with this. It's been awesome. It's been really fun, really eye-opening. If we look at manifestation, we look at how we want to attract something new into our life, right? So manifesting is, I want to attract this thing into my life and we ask to invite this this thing that's out there outside of us ourselves and bring it into our life so this thing that is not ours yet but we want it to be ours maybe you're striving for and asking for this new experience this feeling this relationship this person or this money this new job whatever it is to come into your life and from everything I just listed, it's not about the thing you want to attract necessarily. It's the feeling that you experience from that thing that you want. So if I want to attract a partner and love in my life, well, what does that give me? Why do I want that? Because I want to feel what love feels like to share this experience with someone. So I have to tap into the energetic of the feeling of what that thing brings me. So in manifestation, you might focus really hard on it, right? You might visualize it, write about it, create post-its, hang them around, create affirmations around it, think and feel about it, and just keep holding it right there in your mind's eye and all of this is really good really wonderful and amazing and it's all really helpful I use most of most of these practices but I've added and I've been adding another layer another level to my manifesting so that looks like taking it from just looking at what's outside of you and wanting to bring it into your life to actually already show up as if that thing is already here. So there's nothing that is separate. This is already here. I am being this already. So to really show up and be in that feeling already. Can you already show up energetically in that feeling fully right now before it even arrives? So if you want to attract an extra $20,000 into your life in the next year, well, what's the feeling you experience when you have the $20,000? Is it really the $20,000 itself? No, it's what the $20,000 might create opportunities for you to go do what, right? So what, what's the feeling that comes from it? What's your energy? And actually be in that frequency right now, already, today, not when you get it. If you wait until you have the 20,000, then there's going to be um, more challenge in actually believing that you can be this person that has the 20,000. But if you show up as it right now, today, in this moment, that right there, you are already it. And then it brings it into your life sooner because you're already in that frequency. You're already in that energetic wavelength. So another example you want to attract, again, I'm coming back to having a partner or love into your life, a soulmate connection. Okay, so what does it really feel like to be in a loving, conscious relationship? So can you show up as that person who is already deeply in love and truly feel into all of the things that come with it right now? So instead of feeling love and loving feelings, once someone shows up, can you show up today in this very moment as that person who is already in love? 
when you can be it right now in this moment, because this moment is really all we have, this is all that actually matters, you begin to call that thing into your life much sooner because you're shifting your energetic frequency and this taps into reprogramming your subconscious mind. Then that thing that you want comes into your life because you already are it. It's already here. This is why raising your vibration and your energetic frequency really is so important because from a higher vibrational space, you are able to tap into being more, into attracting more. And some ways to help raise your vibration and shift into your next level self, uh, next level of you. It's really all you. And really, you're not changing who you are because you're perfect. You don't need to change who you are. You are peeling away all of the layers that have been clouding the real you to shine. So you're actually returning home. You're returning back home to your truest, highest self. You're reconnecting back to your true essence of love, of light, and create your life from this space. So we've got some different practices, and these are all things that I like to do to help me raise my vibration and really shift the energetic frequency that I'm living in. And I do these every single day. And I have to do it every single day or I can easily go backwards to what my uh, patterns are. So I have to consciously recreate new ways of being, new ways of showing up if I want to create something new in my life, which I do. I'm always trying to expand, right? So some practices for me are meditation and I really play around with different meditation practices. But lately I've been meditating 30 to 60 minutes because it takes a while for my, my thoughts to, you know, I, I observe at first and I see, wow, I have so many thoughts, very busy mind, all these things I'm thinking about. And then it's about maybe 30 to 40 minutes in is when I start to go into a deeper space. And then from there, I can start to um, create and visualize who I want to be right now and be that. Writing and journaling is really, really good to help raise your vibration. Visualization, kind of what I was just talking about. So being it right now, like it's already here and nothing is out there. It's There's nothing that's separate. It's already here. What do you want in your life? How do you want to feel in your life? And feeling as seeing, being, feeling as detailed as possible, the better being creative. So for me, that looks like dancing, uh, moving my body in ways that might look weird and just letting myself go and be outside the box. That can look like singing and painting, drawing. So just allowing yourself to be creative. Try new things for sure. This is a really good way to raise your vibration. Try something new. Continue to do new things that scare you. Because if you haven't if you haven't tried something before, how do you know you don't like it? And how do you know you're not like good at it or like what you're capable of if you've never experienced these new things, right? So that's something I've been really committed to is like not judging something I've never done before or tried because if I've never experienced it, I, I really can't have an opinion. And every time I try something new, I realize I've, I only expand. I only grow from it. It's awesome. Repetition is a big one as well. So continuing to show up, continuing to take new actions that align with your future vision, with your uh, goals and desires, 
because it does take consistency to reprogram and to shift your beliefs and how you view yourself and your sense of self and your identity. So the more that you show up, and this is where fake it till you make it comes in, then at some point, you will just have shifted into that sense of self and that identity. And really it just comes down to what helps you feel better, what helps you feel more aligned, feel joyful, feel, feel happy and connected to yourself. So we're all different. We all have different practices we like to do and use. So what things do you love to do that help you shift your energy? From raising your vibration and becoming aware of your beliefs and your stories, remembering that you can create anything you want, truly, you become so vibrant, you become so magnetic, you become so radiant, and you draw these things into your life that you want, that are connected, that are aligned. You embody what it is you want in your life which then continues to bring more of that into your life. I want to end this chat and this conversation with a quote that I love by Mahatma Gandhi. So it's, man often becomes what he believes himself to be. If I keep on saying to myself that I cannot do a certain thing, it, it is possible that I may end by really becoming incapable of doing it. On the contrary, if I have the belief that I can do it, I shall surely acquire the capacity to do it even if I may not have it at the beginning. So what you believe is true, okay? So you can choose, you can create it either direction, something that brings in what you want or your beliefs will keep you stuck, right? So you get to choose. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private yoga teacher circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. 